Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Get a Word In With Me, your host, Josh Wagner, where we'll be connecting with friends from different locations and vocations, discussing yesterday, today, and beyond. And today, we're truly going beyond. We're actually going to the future. We're going tomorrow. We're connecting with Tokyo, which is 13 hours ahead of where I am right now. And real quick, before we get into it, we have a format. We have segments. We're going to be moving fast. So sit back, relax, snack, glass of wine, enjoy as I link up with my buddy Chase and see if you can get a word in with me. Chase, great to have you here. Thank you, Josh. Pleasure's all mine. Thanks for having me. It is wonderful to have you. I like to start off with a little dinner table introduction, how I would introduce you to my friends, and here's how it would go. That Chase is a creative director. He is a brand consultant. He is a writer. He is a producer. He has worked all throughout Asia Pacific on global brands such as Adidas, Reebok, Red Wing, uh, Onitsuke Tiger, Park Hyatt, Canada Goose. Uh, he is the founder of Powered by Tokyo, which is a godsend for me when I spend time in Tokyo, really understanding the underbelly and the cultural individuals that make Tokyo unique the way it is. Uh, quite frankly, Chase is a Tokyo sensei of mine, uh, a, a guide of understanding Japan on my journeys there, and a partner in crime. And uh, it's just great to have you joining me. Did I miss anything, bud? No, you nailed it. Nailed it. All right. So before we get into it, I do have to share with everybody the time I spent in almost like the last two years living in Japan. Chase didn't like what I called it, but I just had to do it. We would chase Tokyo together about once a week. And Chase is informed about the layers and layers of Tokyo. We would pick a place that neither of us knew about and just go explore and open every door. Chase, how many doors have you and I opened together for real? Man, I lost count a long time ago. I'd say it's in the low thousands. Low thousands. So is there a particular door that we opened together that's memorable to you? That first, I mean, first one that pops in your head. Right. I mean, without question, um, Rocky Top. Yes, Rocky Top. <laughs> What's well, Rocky Top? Rocky Top is like all the best hidden gems in Tokyo or hidden. Wait, should we tell people about this place? I don't that's know. not the real name, y'all. I think we should cut the recording right now and reminisce. Damn. Us. Right. They probably won't be able to find it anyway. It's in this location, this cool yes. neighborhood. It's it's in a, it's in Ginza. For those who don't know, it's kind of you know the very 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 bougie, uh, rich area of Tokyo, and it's hidden in deep inside of an old office building in this rickety old elevator. And um, get out of the elevator and you walk in this indescript door and it's a complete time warp to what, 1932 Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bluegrass bar that is, um, has some of the best bluegrass performances you'll see all performed by middle-aged Japanese white-collar salarymen. I mean, yeah. That gave us such a roar like that. Amazing. You just made me very happy. It's yeah. great to see your face. You made me feel right at home. Get, hurry, hurry back and get back. So I'm going to go. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, we start off with, to get a word in with me, I'm going to start with a rapid question session. You don't know any of these? Mm-hmm. Let's get it going. Right? All right. All right. Rapid questions. All right. What does everyone on earth have outside of Tokyo or Japan unless they're fresh out of the shower? Dirty bucks. Yes, they have dirty bums as right. What is the last book you read and loved? The War for China's Wallet. What is your ultimate anime or manga? Akira. Beautiful. What is one thing that you've seen in Japan 
that you're like, why doesn't this exist anywhere, everywhere else? And you can't say toilets. I think being able to pay with any size bill and get change back for it. Interesting. What is your favorite fashion item that you own? Oh, my Lord. Um, I have this beautiful vintage 1980s Dior jacket, trench green, military green trench coat, and I adore it. Of course, it's a trench coat. Okay, what is the one Western item that you just can't get your hands on there with consistency that you that you long for? Oh, easy. Old Spice deodorant. <laughs> okay. What are three news sources that you check every day? Oh, I mean, recently, uh, we on the Gravitas um, YouTube channel. Um, I do the usual rounds of BBC, New York Times. Uh, you know, to be honest, I've been kind of trying to distance myself from the news. But, um, yeah, the Perfect. usuals. All right. What is the last magazine that you opened? Oh, good question. I'm kind of a magazine buff. Um, Why I ask, Chase. <laughs> Uh, I think it was, uh, it was a Grind magazine. It's a Japanese uh, street culture magazine. Just don't add the ER because other people would think differently in the Western world. <laughs> yeah. um, what is your go-to karaoke song? Uh, Nirvana Unplugged, Where Did You Sleep Last Night? As you know very, very well, my friend. I've heard it. <laughs> three words. Three words to describe Tokyo. Uh immense bottomless ceilingless wallless three words to describe japan rigid dynamic yeah there are no words sometimes yeah, and there's no words. I mean, it, it's, it's a conversation for another day. Um, yeah, it is. It is. All right. Except, you know, it, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. It is a beautiful place. So Chase has lived in Japan for over seven years. I'm curious, what are you still mind blown by after seven years living in Japan? Uh, the, the relentless retention of tradition and, and process. Gotcha. All right. What was the last time you felt unsafe in Japan? Never. Exactly. What's the last good deed you did? Uh, I think on a daily basis, I've made it a habit to every time while I eat, every day while I eat lunch at home, I contact an old distant friend to check up on them. Very nice. And what is your latest regret? Oh... Buying six boxes of protein bars and they're disgusting. <laughs> okay. That's your way of, of, of stocking up. Got it. All right. Now, from this point, thank you for answering those rapid questions. I'd like to get into location. This is really understanding what's happening outside your door. For okay. me not being there, I have no idea. So this is my way of kind of like on the ground reporting. What is happening? Where are you? Your apartment, your location. Give me something that I don't know unless I was sitting next to you. Um, I'm currently seated in my apartment in Harajuku, Tokyo, Japan. Um, as for those who don't know, I mean, Tokyo has quite of a global brand, but it's a very, it's a shopping, fashion, retail district. So um, 
And for those who don't know as well, Tokyo isn't really abiding by the global standard of isolation, to put it mildly. <laughs> so my neighborhood is buzzing with shoppers and um, you know lunch lunchers and uh, diners, um, Sunday walkers and tourists and stuff. So it's really surreal to observe the rest of the world, especially my friends in the U.S. and Europe. Um, and to see the condition they're in and to walk outside my apartment um, and to have it completely packed with people is uh, is a very bizarre, bizarre experience. So I can look out outside my window right now, even though great people are still walking around. So. I mean, to put it to put it in perspective, Chase lives in a place of Japan on Harajuku where you have Takashita Street, which is like one of the most famous streets where you have all of the outfits that you see where japan is so on brands right so right, right. what 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 for you is just like speaking to me and friends in the west like when you look outside you're like how is this happening or what's going on like i heard that restaurants are open only till 7 p.m now like what's the logic in the difference like why not yeah. full shut down like what's what what's what's blowing you away well i think i mean there's so many variables and again this could be a 20-minute conversation in itself so i won't go yeah. too deep but like for one, the government just doesn't have the authority, you know, in the constitution to, you know, really execute any strict measures. Yeah. Um, the, the prime minister can declare this national emergency, but it's just this constant reiteration of, please stay home. It's all just kind of this short, strong suggestion, right? A request. And then with Japanese work culture, you know, um, it's very face-to-face. It's very human relationship-driven. Um, they have a thing called the Hanko. Um, which everything is still paper um, in the every, down every kind of a line of authority they have to stamp it with their personal stamp thing yeah um, so I've heard stories of, of um, workers and offices that are actually working from home but they have to go to the office which means get on a rush hour train and for, for Tokyo trains and rush hour are sardine cans and they're basically petri dishes for this virus and, and they're still sardine cans even even though they're they're work from home, they're still obligated to go to the office to get paperwork stamped. So there's just so many reasons, and um, nobody's listening. I mean, even when the world was really being hit and really having this crackdown, yeah, it was peak um, cherry blossom season, cherry blossom viewing. And so it's good a cultural institution. And so people just couldn't shake that tradition. So they were still gathering in parks by the tens of thousands, sharing drinks, sharing food. And this was only a few weeks ago. Do you feel safe going outside? Um, well, I don't go outside, but I think if I would, um, I would, I would take the appropriate measures. You know, I have, I exercise common sense. But obviously, I wouldn't go to the restaurants. I wouldn't go to the bars, even though they're still open, which is just bizarre. I walk to the supermarket or the convenience store near my house. And in the evening, there's a lot of pubs, a lot of darts bars scattered throughout. And I look in the window, and they're just packed full of people. So nobody knows what to think. It's a huge, massive clusterfuck here right now. It's just a lot of confusion. So I'm just, I mean, I'm just locking myself in my apartment. Well, listen, I, I think you know you and I have had many conversations about this. You know, when people ask to describe Japan, for me, it's it's not a different country. It's truly a different planet. You know, and and, and yes. how things are ingested over there is, is fascinating in so many different ways. But thanks, man, for, for, for sharing that perspective. Let me let me ask you, if this wasn't happening in the world right now and saying there's still a lot of normalcy, the past four or five weeks, 
where would you be today if this wasn't happening or where what opportunities have you missed in business from a travel perspective if there was no COVID-19? Well, you're not in Tokyo, so I'd probably be doing the same thing, staying at home since I don't have my chase partner. So That's right, bud. Oh, I miss it, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just not the same without you. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just nothing's really much changed. That's the thing, you know. I mean, the only really thing that's different is that no one's really going out at night because that's been kind of it's kind of a running joke right now in Japan is that, and now the rest of the world because of the news is because of like you mentioned the bar closures. The, the, the governor of Tokyo said all restaurants and bars have to close at 8 p.m. But everyone's still obligated to go to work. You know? Yeah. So there's this joke that Corona only you know comes out at night and it takes naps during the day kind of thing. <laughs> So it's all quite comical if it wasn't so fucked up, you know? So I mean, at the same token, you know, Japan is literally just one of my favorite places on earth. And there is this other side that where like the normalcy does give you comfort and it does the lack of alarm and the safety of it. Like, you know, Japan is literally the safest place I've ever been on earth and the consideration and the organization gives you this comfort. So it's an interesting thing to see that dynamic, right? Right, yeah. I mean, the, the, I mean, the whole... The whole country and the whole society is this one big beautiful contradiction. Yeah. So, there's really no rhyme or reason, you know. Well, I like to say that Nippon Daisuke this, right? Japan what number one. Are? Yeah, what does you ask, right? <laughs> All right. So next segment we'll get into um, really digging into your expertise, your field. Uh, mm-hmm. this section is called Yesterday, Today and Beyond. Have a couple subject matters. Just to, in your mind, tell me what you think about it a year ago, what it means to you today and where you see it going in the future. Uh, what do you think about marketing industry? You're in, you're, you're, you're a massive marketer. What's the marketing industry mean to you? Um, in terms of like how it was then and how it is now and how it's gonna be in the future? Correct. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a very loaded question, but it's also one that's kind of being processed day to day. I mean, um, I mean, in the past, obviously, it was, just, it, it was what it was, you know? It was fluid, it was global. Um, Pop-up meetings and gatherings and big shootings and on location with 550 crew, you know. Yeah. Um, and then now everything is completely completely shut down. Everything's canceled. Um, I mean, even if you look at Hollywood, you know, kind of off topic, but like they basically canceled 2020 in terms of uh, releases and revenue. I mean, I showed you that. I sent you that link or that image of the box office revenue last week was like $5,000 nationwide. I mean, that's a figure that just we can't compute, you know? Yeah. So we're kind of seeing that just across all, you know, realms of production-based um, industry and work, especially advertising and marketing. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the future from a marketing and advertising perspective, um, I think, you know, as we all know, the advertising is, industry admittedly is very manipulative and it's very exploitive. Um, so there's going to be this massive blitzkrieg, big global movement of, getting people back to normalcy, you know? Every brand is going to build themselves as a way to buy our brand, use our product in order to feel normal again, you know? Whether mm. it's pills, whether it's food and beverage, whether it's fabric softener, who knows? Everything is just gonna be, everything is just gonna be a massive push in order to use us, buy us, consume us, um, in order to feel a sense of normalcy again. So I think it's really important that we all kind of resist this you know, so yeah, good perspective, man. It's gonna be a new normal, but it's uh, it's gonna be a lot different. You know, we can all see it already happening. So gotcha, awesome. All right, next one. Japanese work culture. 
What's your take? I mean, granted, I've always made an effort to not really swim in the mainstream. Um, I don't think I'm really cut out for the, the traditional Japanese work culture, which is um, extremely hierarchical, it's extremely rigid. <clears throat> um, but like I touched on earlier with kind of the Hanko stamps and the processes, um, Japan, you know, now now that everyone's gone to telework, you know, as you know, with Zoom and Skype calls and Skype meetings and whatnot, but Japan, it's important for everybody to understand that the biggest misconception about Japan is that it's not technologically advanced. It's yeah. actually in a 1988 loop, you know. This is a country, I mean, don't let the touchscreen vending machines and the, and the smart toilets lose, you know. It's still back. <laughs> It's still paper. It's still filing cabinets. It's still at stamps. It's still all face to face. So Japan being, you know, globally pressured in order to take these measures, but the corporate world and the business world is just not equipped and not prepared for this this change. Um, and it's yeah. causing massive, massive stress and risks inside the business communities here. So. In terms of the future, I mean, it might be kind of um, survival of the fittest for some of these companies, I think. But it's also, like like we say, uh, in times of, of duress and stress, um, some revolutions and, and, and new processes and new uh, positive changes. You know, I think Japan is really long overdue for some positive changes in its work culture. So staying positive about that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, one of the things, you know, a misconception is, uh, you know, as you said, Japan to me is, you know, the future meets the 16th century, right? Like, there's so yeah. many things that people do just see robots in future, but there is such a deep-rooted respect for history and, you know, not changing things that already work. And, you know, there are places in Asia that are far more technologically advanced than Japan from a societal basis. So seeing where it goes in the future is going to be incredibly interesting. I mean, you just said things like still use fax machine. I want change proper. Like they still use, it's the most, the society uses most paper on earth, you know, for, for, yeah. for a capital individual, but very interesting. Let's get into one more, your mm -hmm. choice. Do you want to talk about yesterday, today and beyond entertainment or food? You know, I'm, I'm really fascinated about the, the food supply chain in the restaurant industry, you know, because okay. it really has any clear answers. I mean, I've seen interviews with like David Chang and, and you know, all these you know, food and, and restaurant and, and um, hospitality influencers and gurus and whatnot. Yeah. And even them, they're just kind of got their hands in the air. Like, I don't fucking know. You know, my restaurant, my clothes, everything's going to make a delivery. Um, but all SMEs, all your small to medium enterprises, your mom and pop shops, your local favorite pasta space, your little, your favorite ribs, you know, it's going to close. shut down. They're not going to recover. And that's yeah. really, really sad. Um, so, the the foods the not only the supply chain but just kind of the restaurant industry and the culture the hotel travel hospitality i mean it's at a complete standstill um yeah no one really knows where it's going to go so i mean you know more than me but this is something not really my expertise but it's something that i'm really interested in because especially in tokyo where our culinary landscape is made up of, you know 100 percent, 99 percent of the charm is these mom and pop you know 90 year old women that have been making yakitori since before world war ii and you know yeah how are they going to survive you know? i mean maybe they will because people are still going here so who knows right? yeah 
I mean, you know, fun fact, like Tokyo is the largest city on earth with over 37 million people. And I think per capita has the most restaurants of any city on earth, like by, by a long shot. And there's 250,000 restaurants just in Tokyo proper. Like that's, that's mind blowing statistics. Yeah. And you know, what, if, if people who haven't visited Tokyo, uh, there's a lot of these restaurants that literally just have four to six seats. And we're not just talking about a couple, we're talking about the majority of that 250,000 right. number. And, you know, understanding the tightness of living quarters, most people eat out six days a week, breakfast, right. lunch, and dinner. So most most apartments don't even have a proper stove. It's right. it, it's a hot pot. It's something that's- I don't that's, have an oven. You don't even I've, have an oven. I've never had an oven. I've been to your apartment and you got a great one, you know? Yeah. So it's really interesting from the food perspective, you know, the fast casual, the approachability. I mean, and one thing is, is that what people don't know about Tokyo, you can eat phenomenally well there for a very, very reasonable price. So yeah. how that affects the mom and pop is really interesting. Yeah. What do you think about the U.S. though? I mean, how, especially in New York and Miami where, you know, a lot I of- I mean, bro, this, this is like the podcast that you and I need to start because like we could rap <laughs> about each of these topics for hours, you know, from the United States perspective, like I'm a business owner. It's yeah. closed. I was supposed to open another one in two weeks. Not happening. Um, you know, it's it's one of these moments in time where I think it's going to be great evaluation of understanding the process of the business structure, how you can maximize it from all aspects, costs, integration, uh, what you can do from the supply chain perspective, and also provide for your staff to give them security. This is a real, real evolutionary moment of looking at the business plan and how we can move forward. I think that there will be, listen, luxury will always bounce back. People will have money, but I think from the scalability of it all, that middle ground is going to be a little tough, right? There's going to be a lot of fast approachable, but that middle ground, like, I don't know, that 45 to $100 check average in the beginning when people are still getting rebounding, yeah. where are you going to spend your first dollars? Are you going to yeah. splurge? You're going to tighten the belt? There's a lot of things to be seen, but we can talk about this a lot yeah. more. Right. right. We can <laughs> talk like, about this a lot more. But <laughs> I want to get on to the next thing. We can get into, I, I call this next section, good riddance. Uh -huh. Give me some more and liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah. Right? So yeah. good riddance. Tell me something the past couple of weeks you're getting rid of in your life entirely or something out there that is just bothersome to you that you just don't like and just say good riddance. Like, let's, let's throw some junk out. Um. Well, I think I can kind of twist it a bit. Um, cooking, you know, I've, I've, I've never really made the effort to learn how to cook well and become skilled at it and invigorate some sort of passion inside myself for, for the preparation of food. Yeah. Uh, I'm having so much time to myself and uh, making the effort to eat much more healthy. I really, really, really made the effort to, uh, you know, be an adult about cooking finally in my life after 37 years. So, um, yeah. So good riddance to those late night cheeseburgers? Yeah, well, I still got those, you know. But, uh, yeah, Uber Eats is still a thing, so that's good. All right. So good riddance to what? Uh, lazy cooking laziness. Okay. Good riddance cooking laziness. Yeah. Give me some more as the next section. Guilty pleasure or a new habit you have that you want to hold on to? Guilty pleasure. Uh, or a new habit. Like I do a bunch of, I do 150 push-ups in the morning now. I'm going to keep doing it. Um, a good habit. Yeah. So I think this is one that's quite common is um, walking. Okay. You know, like considered walking, you know, yeah. like I'll, 
I'll, every morning I'll go outside. I'll go for like, you know, a 45 minute walk around my neighborhood. Um, I'll duck down alleys. As you know, Tokyo is very kind of the, 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 design, the infrastructure is very kind of nooks and crannies and little walkways and alleys. And these yeah. are things you take for granted because you're always kind of on your way somewhere. But when you have no real, no, nowhere really to go, in a city like Tokyo, it's just around every corner is a new discovery. And you realize yeah. that, you know, my just in my within, you know, a half kilometer radius around my apartment, I'm like, there's some amazing shit here that I've never even thought could be possible. And Tokyo, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just endless layers, even within, you know, 50 steps from my door, I'm discovering yeah. places. But it's kind of a pain because I'll, I'll see these little nook and cranny, tiny little cocktail bars, and I'm like, damn, like, but I can't go. So I've got to make a little mental note for in sometime in the future to revisit all these places I'm discovering. And you'll be adding them to your Powered by Tokyo. Last one, liar, liar, pants on fire. There's a lot of people out there that are sharing that they're doing things. I don't believe you. Is there anything you're pretending to do that you're just not doing that you're willing to admit right now? You know, you mentioned this, this to me, and I'm like, it's not me, you know, I read every day, I train every morning, you know, and then I kind of thought about it, I looked around, and uh, I think it's more of a personal thing, um, you know, my, my terrace, my balcony is absolute, an absolute shambles, I've been talking about renovating my bathroom for like two years, um, what else, uh, studying Japanese, you know, these are things that I've been telling myself that I need to do, I'm going to use my time wisely, which I feel I have, admittedly, but um, you know, I've been talk, telling people about my, my uh, bathroom renovation dreams. I've been showing the mock-ups and showing references and stuff. And but it's not happening. I haven't even, you know, lifted it yet. Oh, yeah. All right. And, um, yeah. 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 All right. Well, some of you just called yourself out on, so maybe, you know, next time we check in, you tell me that you, those renderings are being put into action. All right. All right. We're going to be closing out right now, Chase, and I'd like to be able to uh, end it by giving you the final word. And what is philosophy message you want to share to impart some message to drive home? What What is your final word with me? Uh, you know, I mean, there's so many cliches we can just kind of repeat over and over. But yeah. for me, I think, you know, it's important. Obviously, everyone's saying that we have to reach out. We have to lend support. We have to connect with our communities and um, we have to come together, you know, and that's all fine and dandy. And I, I, you know, I adhere to that, but I think this is really opportunity to be selfish, you know, we're isolated, you know, I'm alone. I don't have, I don't, I don't have a spouse. I don't have a significant other. I don't have children. Um, so this is a really important time to, um, to use your time wisely. You know, I think it's, it's important to, you know, to grow and then try to adapt and kind of anticipate how the world's going to be on the other side. And if you feel you didn't fit into the way the world was before, this is your opportunity to reinvent, you know, whether it's learning a new skill or um, uh, exercising self-actualization. It's not about what you want to do after this is done, but who you want to be, you know? So yeah, really strong proponent of a little bit of selfishness, um, taking care of yourself because, you know, you can't take care of others until you take care of yourself. So, just yeah. be a person inside and out. Learn a new skill. Read a book. Yeah. It's come out of here six pack and a bigger brain. I don't know. You know just well, use the time wisely. I will say, come high to that, my friend. You know, I see these guys on TikTok and they're doing these like Phil Collins like cupboard slapping things. I'm like, I guess because I don't experience boredom. I'm a very passionate person and with a lot of interests, so yeah. I don't 
I've never really been bored my whole life. So, and I'm already kind of a homebody. So yeah. I can't really relate or kind of, you know, understand this kind of idea of, you know, having nothing to do. And there's always a new thing you can learn. There's always a new pursuit you can go after. I don't know. So yeah. Yeah. Well, be selfish, right? Be selfish. I will say come pie to that, right? I got, I got a water. Do you have a water? I hope that next time you and I are going to be chasing is real soon, my friend. And uh, I got nothing but love for you, Chase. And thank you for getting a word in with me. Be safe, be good, and gambate! Ciao, right. ciao. Ciao, man. Thanks Bye. so much, bro. I'll speak to you soon.